More from the Media First blog. It's been a long time since I interviewed such a bad-tempered man. Now, those are the words of presenter Sheila Fogarty as a radio interview came to a premature and memorable end. And having just highlighted in our media training blogs how a spokesperson performed well in a challenging interview, we thought we'd also better look at this example of how not to do it. Well, it was provided by Dr. Timothy Brain, the former Chief Constable of Gloucestershire Constabulary, when he appeared on LBC Radio. The interview started well enough, as the Labour Party's new blueprint for tackling crime was discussed. But there was an indication of what was to come, as Dr Brain seemed to take exception to an interruption from the presenter saying, I'm not going to be beaten off this. Then the interview changed gear when Miss Fogarty brought in the Baroness Casey Review, an investigation into the standards of behaviour and internal culture of the Met Police Force, and she asked whether he would be in favour of the automatic suspension of those facing sexual misconduct of domestic violence allegations. So you wouldn't be in favour, would you, of automatic suspension? There is a crucial question to be asked, which is, (laughs) is there a safe alternative duty for this officer to perform? Those are the regulations, those are the steps you go through. Right, so you wouldn't be in favour of automatic suspension if somebody's accused of sexual misconduct or domestic violence in in the force? I think that would amount to a fundamental denial of natural rights. Well, teachers are suspended if they're accused of harming a child. I think... You've asked me my opinion. I've just given it. So you didn't quite say no. So it's a no, is it? I said it would be a fundamental denial of natural rights. That's my answer. And if a teacher is accused of sexual abuse of a child, they should stay in school? You have to talk to education specialists about that. And that's a different matter from the one that you just raised with me. I've given you a perfectly clear answer. You don't have to accept it, but there it is. When the presenter attempted to paraphrase what he'd said, the former police boss accused her of attempting to, and I quote, manufacture a form of words that are not the words I used. When Miss Fogarty said he was bad-tempered, he replied, I'm not bad-tempered at all, but you've tried to interrupt me several times. And he added, I'm sorry you interpret challenge to your interviewing style as bad-tempered, but maybe we've come to the end of the interview. Wow. It was one of those interviews where you stop what you're doing and take note, but not for the right reasons. It's dramatic, and you're intrigued by what might happen next. And in a week in which police have been accused by the Casey Review of having a defensive response to allegations, well, it's not a great look. Now, I mentioned we recently highlighted an interview from Oxfam GB CEO Dr. Danny Sriskandaraja on Good Morning Britain about his organisation's new language guidance. Well, he faced several uncomfortable questions, including suggestions the guide that Oxfam issued was wokeness gone mad and that the approach would alienate supporters. Yet he was calm, composed and didn't get riled. This was the opposite. And here's the thing. Where do your sympathies lie as a listener? With the presenter who calmly says, I'm just trying to have a conversation? Or with the spokesperson complaining about interruptions, answers not being liked and words misconstrued? During our media training courses, we stress that when an interview becomes difficult, the audience is more likely to be sympathetic if the spokesperson remains calm. Of course, interruptions can be annoying. No one likes to be interrupted when they speak. Attempts to paraphrase what you've said with, so what you're saying is, can also be irritating. But showing frustration and anger really should be avoided, as should challenging an interview technique. Will the LBC audience remember anything Dr Brain said, or will they recall that the interview got tetchy and ended early? 
So how can spokespeople avoid getting rattled by interruptions? Well, we tell delegates on our media training courses to avoid trying to raise their voice to talk over the presenter. No one can understand what's said when two people are speaking or shouting at the same time. Instead, it's better to maintain a calm tone, wait for the reporter to finish their interruption, and then say something like, just let me finish what I was saying because it's an important point. We also stress it's vital to be realistic. Spokespeople should accept they'll be interrupted at some point. It happens in most interviews. But you can reduce the chances of it happening by not being evasive. A journalist will interrupt if they think you're dodging the question. In broadcast interviews, you also need to keep your responses to the point and avoid rambling answers. And what about when the journalist attempts to paraphrase your answer? Well, again, composure is crucial. Avoid accusing the journalist of manufacturing a form of words. There are reasons why journalists paraphrase answers. Often it's simply for clarity. It might also be because they think the spokesperson had said something surprising, which seems to be what happened in this interview. And sometimes it'll be easier to put your response into a simpler form of words, without jargon. That'll be easier for the audience to understand. Journalists also do it to help spokespeople get to the point. So don't accept the paraphrase if you're unhappy about it, but if you correct it, do it politely and calmly and without accusation. Which reminds me, if you want to dispel the idea you are a, quote, bad-tempered man, repeating the phrase bad-tempered several times just won't help. Repeating a journalist's loaded or negative language is a common media interview mistake and one that summed up a disastrous media performance for the former top cop. Read and hear more from our blog at mediafirst.co.uk. Media First, specialists in communication training.